think you have a shot or or whatever um, which is great because you know you're going to be there at the end and if you know you didn't get boxed in you probably would have got it well here you're going to find out sooner potentially a lot sooner um, that you don't have a shot at it and and folks folks don't register because of that right like they just don't want to get shelled off the back and and be out of the race so we were trying to brainstorm how do we encourage folks to uh show up register and race support one of the greatest uh, uh one day criteriums uh, do i have to specify that no okay. that's fine uh but i appreciate that you do. <laughs> support one of the greatest criteriums in, in the united states by just registering and racing which is what you know, downtown crit needs and so we're going to offer a few prizes um for the last placed finisher in a uh, three fields. Welcome to Between Two Wheels podcast, uh, episode 69. This is Tyler Yonke coming to you with Kurt Mills and Chris Flower from Nevada City. How you doing, Kurt? <laughs> I'm doing great. And you, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. And just to clarify, Kurt's from Nevada City, right? Who did I say was from Nevada City? I think you said... We, we are coming to you from Nevada City, though. That is That's what he said, because we we're we we're located in Nevada City right now, which is okay. important. I wasn't paying attention. We're, we're on location recon um, for the for the podcast, much like we were for the um, Amgen Tour of California. This is how we do it now. We go and we scout it out. All right, so we're talking about the 58th annual Nevada City uh, Bicycling Classic started in 1961. Um, it's, uh, what did we determine? The longest running this side of the Mississippi crit? One day crit? Something like that? That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. have two day crits? <laughs> and and the, rumor, <laughs> the rumor was it's the second longest running in the country. We did hear that this morning. We, we, we've heard of a few rumors, so, so. We, don't, we don't always know what's, what's is correct and what's not. But we're going to give you a little breakdown of the race. We've also uh, had an interview this morning with one of the former promoters of the race. We'll give you his perspective as to what he did in the 90s and some of his just um, knowledge of the race. Um, so we encourage you to come down. So we're going to run through the, the, the events here and the time that they're happening. But let's get right to the big issue that we have had, which is looking at the pre-registration. Kurt, what do you what do you have for pre-reg? Yeah, so pre-reg numbers are really, really low. Um, and obviously, this is a downtown criterium. The The town supports the race in part because they expect folks to, to show up and race it and, and, and people to come watch. So, um, I mean, it would be great if we could get more folks uh, registered. Obviously, we don't have any affiliation with it other than wanting it to do well. Um, yes. But currently, uh, the Pro 1-2 fields started to fill out a little bit. I think we're up near 25, 26 riders. The women's P123 field is really, really low. Um, they've only got four pre-registered riders. Um, and last year, they, they they only had four riders or five riders. Five, yeah. Yeah, five riders as well. And the Elite 3, which is another race that should seem like it should do well, only had about 10 riders uh, earlier today. So just really low numbers kind of across the board. Okay, so let's with low numbers, let's talk about why they should show up here and race in the first place. One of those things is the prize list. Um, let's go through the prize list on the different races and, and notice, I mean, if you're, if it's placing 10 deep and you've got four people signed up, Hey, you know, there's a good chance you're going to be in the money. So, um, Chris, what I, do you I have? think you're, you are in the money. <laughs> like I think as that's long guarantee, as you can keep yeah. together. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so the point is, you know, if you haven't signed up yet, uh, go ahead and do so. It'll probably be worth your time. For sure. Chris, when you, you want to look at the, what do you have for the, the cash prizes for some of these races? Where do you want to start? Do you want to start, um, early in the day? Sure. So it looks like the the men's 
four five and thirty five plus three four five is getting a total of five hundred bucks, and it's paying three deep um, for each of those fields, so two hundred and fifty per field, which is pretty darn good. Yeah, uh, for a four five and a thirty five plus three four five field. Um, the women's four five and the masters women thirty five plus three four five, and the masters women's forty five plus three four five. It's getting paid three deep each in 500 bucks. Pretty good. Masters 35 plus 45 plus is getting split 750 bucks, five deep for each field. Uh, then we start getting into some bigger money here. The men's three, four, uh, standalone field eight deep. And right now there's 13 pre-reg and they're getting 750 bucks and medals, I believe to the top three. And then for the really big money, as Kurt noted, um, the women currently have four pre-regged. It's paying 10 deep for $2,500. And I think if they up the reg number to, was it 25, Kurt? Um, it's actually 35. At 35 people. Then that prize value goes up 3,000. Up up 3,000 or up to 3,000? Another 500 3, bucks. Okay, so three, another. Three grand. And then the, uh, the men's P12 pays 15 deep, $3,000. So what's nice about looking at all these two, it doesn't say prizes and merchandise. It's just, it says <clears> cash. Right. And then there's a few of them that have some prizes, uh, which is only the juniors. So everything is like cash and medals. So, uh, yeah, good, good for all those. But even with that, the, that money has been out there and that prize list has been pretty consistent throughout the years and the registration is still kind of low. So one of the things that we had kind of talked about internally is trying to come up with ways to get more people to come up to the race. And I think Kurt, you had some ideas as to are you going to wear that the, chicken outfit? <laughs> that, I think that's Stefan's. It's some of the things that, that prevent people from coming up to the race, given the nature of the course. Yeah, the chicken outfit was one of those. You know, <laughs> but to go, to just change the subject, on those, we were on a Coffee Republic, no, 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 yeah, Coffee Republic ride a few months ago. A month and, ago. A month ago, and we're going up that trussel climb, and there is, it's random, some dude's out there in a chicken costume, and another one in a, a, a grown-ass man in a diaper, cheering us on. I asked Stefan if that was his family. He said no. <laughs> so they were there for another event, and I think we were just the the fortunate recipients of their support. What was the other event? There was a... Um, <laughs> what could that uh, possibly be? <laughs> it was a, a fundraiser ride that was kind of going throughout the greater Sacramento area. I think it was like a four-stage event, and that was one of the climbs they happened to hit. So I don't know if we were ahead of that group or behind that group, but either way, we were uh, fortunate enough to to get to see that. And there was a photographer up there as well. It was like that video on Facebook where it's the random guy out for a bike ride and then all those folks, you know, are there at the end to pretend like he's in the, the Tour de France or mm. something. And It was kind of the other way around where it was just two guys mm-hmm. in, in attire and one was like a, a group Furby. of riders. One was like a Furby. Another one had like differently. Some, yeah. Jonathan Winters and Mark and Mindy problems. Clearly you weren't off the front. I think we were. We were right up there. Okay. Yeah, of course we were, Kurt. Jeez. All right. Back to the race. Back to the race, folks. So Why don't people come up? So yeah, this is an amazing town. So some of those uh, ideas, what, what were some of those ideas not affiliated with the race? This is the between two wheels podcast own. So, so not everyone can win this race. There's a lot of climbing in it. Um, it's like, a, sounds like a lot of races. Well, you know, you can go to a red kite or a flat business park crit and legitimately hope maybe you think you have a shot or, or whatever, um, which is great because you know, you're going to be there at the end. And if, you know, you didn't get boxed in. You probably would have got it. Well, here you're going to find right, out Tessel. sooner, potentially a lot sooner um, that you don't have a shot at it. And, and folks, folks don't register because of that, right? Like they just yeah. don't want to get shelled off the back and 
and be out of the race. So we were trying to brainstorm how do we encourage folks to uh, show up, register, and race, support one of the greatest uh, one-day criteriums. <laughs> do I have to specify that? No, okay. that's fine. Uh, but I appreciate that you do. <laughs> Support one of the greatest criteriums in, in the United States by just registering and racing, which is what you know, downtown crit needs. And so we're going to offer a few prizes um, for the last placed finisher in a f- uh, three fields. The, the men's P12, if you're the last placed finisher, meaning you get placed by the officials, not a DNF. DNFs don't count. And we're not sh- exactly sure how that's going to be because... Um, I know in the past they've polled riders, but given them a placing. I'm not sure we, you're the lawyer, but I don't know that we have to stipulate all this. <laughs> right. I think it's as long as you're not self-polling, like if you're halfway hey. up the hill and say, <laughs> I'm out of this, then I think you're going to get placed. So stay in the race until you're told not to. Yeah, that, that's that's my point. And, and, and hey, as the lawyer, we reserve the right to uh, fix this uh, as we see fit. Anyway, continue on. So... Registration's 30 bucks. What we're going to offer is a $100 prize for the men's P12 last placed finisher. So so you get your reg fee back, you get a few bucks. We might we might come up with other stuff to throw in there. We'll see. It probably won't substantially increase the uh, monetary value, but there will be $100 cash for the last place finisher in that field. And then we're going to do the same thing for the women's field. But the women's field is a little bit different because right now everyone gets cash. So our last place, like clearly people aren't registering. Because they're already getting their last place. (laughs) Right. They're going to get more than what we have. So we're going to require that that field get larger than 20 riders to provide that same prize, which I think is fair. We hope that's fair. Um, And then. And and, and are you going, we didn't discuss this, but the race itself is uh, women's P12 plus 35-1-2. Are we just saying that field in general or the P12 field has to be that many people? I think that's all rolled into one field. I don't think they're getting placed separate. Okay. So So for that race. We'll we'll say, hey, 35, P12, all that. It's 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 all on starters. It doesn't matter if you're 35. That's how generous Whoever starts at that time. Yeah, yeah. We're completely being fair. So if you get over 20 riders, last place rider gets $100, which we think is amazing given that there's no reason for us to do that. (laughs) <laughs> like really yeah. um and then for the the other race that i really want to see do well is the elite three race um which currently only has 10 like something like 10 riders registered as of this morning so we're out of money but we do have uh a gyro synth helmet that didn't fit me it's a nice helmet it's a good helmet there's some value there i see that i've got the box for it like you can put it back in the box it's practically new like literally i've just tried it on it didn't get over my oddly shaped head like the two corners at the back um those are horns yeah (laughs) so so we're gonna give that to uh the last placed finisher in the the e3 race and i think if that's not enticing enough we can throw in a couple other little goodies to to make it a sweeter deal we've barely even looked around at what we might have i see some tires floating around here that might be a good prize (sighs) tires some tubes i've got a shirt in a it's still in the hermetically sealed bag at home that I will bring. It's probably a medium or small, so it should fit. Um, probably not the person off the back, but I have a, a, a small set of dinner plates from oh, World what the Market. I, just, I never related. used them, but I mean, you spin them on the weekends, right? 
I mean, looking at them in a bag over there, and I'm like, I need to get rid of these. They've never been used. They're literally still, they've got the paper from when they put them in there. What about, they can just come up to your garage and get 30 seconds to take what they want. <laughs> no, this is a nice garage, by the way. I don't think that's... We won't do Bikes that. are off the menu, but everything how, else is up for grabs. Total, total side note, how long does beer last? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Six days? What are you talking about? Oh, I have some bottles of beer that uh, need, to, need a um, new owner. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we could we could bring that stuff, and you can pick what you want. You can pick through some things. All um, right. So, how do they collect? How do you collect? That's a good question, Tyler. So, um, on, when you're on the course, there's a, a spot where you're going to get sprayed with water. It's a, very near the top left hand corner um, at the top of the course. There's a small road that goes to the right there. We're going to be standing right there. Um, so, at the end of the E3 race, at the end of the women's race, and at the end of the men's P12, we will be there to hand out the prizes. If you do not find it there, good luck. Well, no, you can flame us on Facebook, whatever, but you like, we'll be there. Yeah. Now it just look, uh, we're doing the P one, two race. So, uh, let's say it might be difficult for the women to find us right early. after. So we might be done early, but let, let's just say a car pulls out and, and we're not and picks up the field. The prize. Oh yeah. No, but I'm saying, Hey, give us a little bit of time to get back to that spot. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we might miss the women if we're lining up to start, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find people. Oh yeah. The women's field might be a little bit rough, but that's a good problem to have if they get over 20. So we'll, we logistically, we'll figure that out. Yeah. If anything, we'll have a liaison or something handed off. We will post any changes to the between two wheels, Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash between two, the number two wheels. Yeah. But again, you have to be, you've got to hang in the race and, and be placed. Yeah, like we said, I'm pretty sure if they pull you, you're going to get some sort of prorated placement. So Yeah, you can, again, we don't care as long as you are placed. You can do whatever it requires. We don't even care if it's fair. Like, as long as you get placed. If you're the last place. No, I've seen guys. I've seen guys place well at this race who literally stop for a lap or two and then jump back in. And because the scorekeeping wasn't the, the, the most sound, they get placed. We're not going to judge you. We just all, whatever you want to do. If you're Are we going to take this before or after the protest period is up though? Because that, <laughs> well, that's after might, the protest. Oh, okay. The official results. Yeah. yeah people are going to protest official. for last place. I mean, they're going to want this well, prize. Well, that's so. what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Right. So how long do you have to hang in there on the men's race? So I'm looking at the times here. So I don't know. Hang in there. But 75 minutes for the men's. That makes it pretty tough. The women are 50 minutes. Elite three, 50. Everything else is 50 down to 45 for the elite fours, the women's, masters, men, 35s or 50. So, um, so, so, so a little bit of positive news about the men's P12. So I think right now we're registered at 26 or we have 26 pre-registered. Last year, I think Chris said the number for total racers was 36. That's correct. So we are well on our way to surpassing yeah. what we did last year. Um, in fact, the women are well on their way to surpassing what they did last year. They're so at 80%. Five. They're right there. Right. But... So, so there's, there's, there is positive. We just need to, obviously we want to see that number get significantly better in all those fields. Um, so, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about the race change, uh, the, the, the route itself, Kurt, uh, you live up here. You, you're a little bit into the history of the race, um, dating back to 1961. I know you said you could go in the chamber of commerce and really look at a lot of the, the info, but they've, the route has changed a little bit. Describe for us that have kind of just done the last few years of racing what it was and it's coming back to. Okay, so essentially they've, they've gone back to the original course, which is a shorter course. Um, 
that has uh, a shorter downhill and the climbing really doesn't change a whole heck of a lot um, based on the rumor we heard this morning. So where you used to register which and, and where you used to start the race, there was an alley there. That's essentially where we'll be starting and, and that'll be the last left-hand corner into the finish of the race. Um, so they've eliminated the, the long uh, part of the downhill that went into the 180 that was a little bit technical and a little bit tough and uh, sort of simplified the course with a few less turns. Yeah, so they come down there, they take a left right where the start-finish line used to be and or the registration, right. head through that alley, take a slight jog, it goes straight up the hill towards the courthouse, the veers left, and then connects to the course where you would uh, normally start the climb. Yeah, previously it was the first um, or the third left on the course, yeah. and uh, now you'll be joining the course there you know, from uh, the other intersection, so... Um, and it's it's a good little kicker there. The alley kind of narrows down early in a race if the field's big. Um, it could hurt a little if you have to touch the brakes there and you have to, you know, jog up it uh, <laughs> in a big gear. Um, in some of the fields, the way they're sized right now, I don't imagine it'll be much of a factor. Oh, the, the little chicane, almost a chicane. It's Well, just how it narrows down into the alley by the courthouse, yeah. it's it probably... It goes half, half in size. So you go from like two lane, two legitimate lanes to, and, and parking to, uh, one lane and parking. So, um, it's about half the size of the other section. All right. So that, that's the difference there. And I think it should be good. Um, should be a little bit more interesting. Maybe carry a little bit of that downhill momentum into the first little kicker, which, uh, would just changes things a little bit yeah yeah i think it'll make the finish fun um so in years past especially on a day like uh, sunday is going to be where it's going to be hot if you wanted to watch the finish um you're out in the sun and you're baking and now you're going to be uh, up in the shade um underneath some nice trees you got the opportunity to sit on some grass you have a perfect vantage point for guys coming around that last corner and going for the sprint so it should be a good spot to watch the race too so in where is the finish then on that up, up the hill? Yeah. So it should be either at the top of that hill or about halfway up, uh, right next to the courthouse. There's a, a wall there. Um, so you can probably sit on the wall, but it'll be up that. Correct. No. Oh, so cool. it's a, I think it's about 8% grade there. So, and is, um, same kind of announcing crew is Dave Toll coming up to do the, the race. I, I have no affiliation with the race whatsoever. I don't know. I don't, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll find that out. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Jeez. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so what about, look, you should come up and do this for many reasons. If you happen to win the race, you get a, or now the Lantern and Rouge, the, uh, you know, by the Between Two Wheels podcast, right? For these, you get to put your name on an illustrious list of riders. We have, you know, former um, Tour de France legend Greg LeMond has won this. Uh, Lance Armstrong has won this and had the race taken away from him. Um, Levi Leipheimer Levi. has won this race. Um, Alexi you, Graywall has won Keep going. Race. Who he's, else do you? I, I know Ian Boswell has done it as a junior, I think. Ian Boswell's won this race. And he's won this race. That is true. He's won it as a junior and as a pro. So, uh, yeah. Uh, ben Jock Mains actually took over the title from the year that Lance Armstrong had his stripped. So, um, yeah, I a did, lot of big names. You might need to re- uh, verify this, but one of the legends in the Masters field, Chris Koble, I remember seeing his name on the list as uh, just a normal Cat 1-2 racer. So when he was maybe wow. in his 20s. So there you go. Chris, Chris, I know that's important to you. Very much so. All right. So you have that. Um, the, the race, look, it's got climbing. It's got fast descending, but it's uh, it's pretty legendary that the... the 
the, the route is great. The crowd usually shows up pretty good for it. And then the weather is pretty good as well. I don't know that we've had a race here. So this is the time of year with bad weather. Matter of fact, the weather that you usually have is super hot. Last year it was baking. Uh, this year I think it's just going to be really hot Saturday and cool a little bit on Sunday below 100. So still be warm, but should be able to... Um, Again, it's a criterion that you have one a, day crit. You literally have somebody that's going to stand at the top of the hill and spray you down with water. Yeah. So even though nice. it's a hot race, these you have bottles out there too. You only have to climb half the lap, um, and then they spray you with water, and then you go back down. So it's really, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, any predictions on what we have uh, for the who's regged and who you think might be coming in? Uh, who might join the race or who might, who do win? you think is going to win? Gosh, we can start with the, uh, the P one two. I, I think, um, Aria probably has a good shot of winning based on who's registered so far in the event. Either Kurt or Tyler here don't have a good day. <laughs> I didn't lose the 15 pounds I needed to, well, so it's you know, probably not going to happen. Kirk Carlson is also registered. He's a former pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Used to ride with uh, Garmin Slipstream and won the Pascenta road race. That's true. Uh, the Pascenta, not the Chico stage race. Pascenta. Yeah, I don't know what he's done recently, but um, Creighton Gruber's also won that. He's in the race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what type of form he's on. I, w- I would assume that he wouldn't have registered unless he was riding pretty well. So I don't know. Maybe he's uh, he saw your post on Facebook. and uh, He registered before the post. Oh, okay. I was just trying to help also out. doesn't like me. Uh, I know Andrew Shimizu is coming out. Is that correct? I don't see him on this you list, so he's list. not available he, for uh, he'll picking. Be, he's he'll a confirmed, be. yes, he'll be there. So Steven Vogel is also, he'll be an interesting rider. We know how strong he is. Yeah. Um, he's a bigger guy, kind of like Bushek. Who's coming out for Tarun? I know Chris Beal is on the list uh, Andrew so Haslam's far. there. Uh, I would assume they'd come out with their whole squad. Cause I could see them doing well as uh, also. Um, yeah, the, uh, between them and Mike's. Kaloon, Roman Kaloon signed up for it as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see a break with those two teams if, if Tarun ends up with a, a stronger team there. Team California actually has quite a few uh, riders with Cooper and, and Camden and Leo. Oh, is Ron Bolt coming? He He's is. listed, yeah. Yacht was in there. So this, is, this will be pretty good, even though um, you've got Chris, Kurt, and I signed up for the P12 race. It's still got a lot of heavy, <laughs> some notori- notarized, uh, some heavyweights there. So, and we're we're sure that the three of us aren't eligible for is. this last place prize. Yeah, I'm not gonna no. take it. I think we'd have a good shot at it. Though. I doubt we could even win that. <laughs> I don't think we could either, because you have to place. Oh, okay. In that case, we would have to again. I think Oak Valley is going to bring a few extra guys that aren't registered yet, so they should have a decent. Oh, team Matt Chatleon will be yeah. there. He's been looking decent, and you can't count him out. God, he's riding good. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good to see him race. So well. this morning we talked to um, Charlie. Was his name? He owns uh, Extreme Outfitters uh, bike shop here in town. He had promoted the race from like ninety four to ninety eight. He said somewhere around that range, and has been longtime uh, involvement in cycling. So um, we'll post that in here at the end. Uh, give a little conversation with him as to you know his thoughts and take on the race over the years um what about yours kurt having now lived up here and done the race several times what's kind of the memory point for you uh i mean i i I guess i just remember coming up here in 2009 when lance armstrong did it 
and there was you know ten, twelve thousand people around the streets uh, watching the race, and it was it was electric um, back then. And then sort of reading about the history, and that's really what the crowds were. They were they were ten thousand. There's reports of up to twenty thousand. We've seen the the sponsors that they used to have, um, which were big name sponsors, um, Subaru and Coors and, and some of the others. So I, I just I'd love to see this race return to that sort of glory and then i think it's small steps but people registering and coming out and racing is definitely the first step like we don't get anywhere without that and how do they register did we talk about that we haven't talked about it on this particular recording um but yeah you can register on nevadacityclassic.com uh there's a registration link right on there and uh it's quick and easy you, you mentioned that it's got a paypal option so yeah. yeah, I think it's linked over to time your race. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I would mention. So one, the reg fees are incredibly low. They're like 30 bucks. That's next to nothing for a, fee, uh, a race. Fifteen forty for the P12. 40 for the P12. Uh, $15 for an additional race if you want to do two. And um, there's no, no late fees. So uh, even if you wait to the last day, uh, which I would encourage you to pre-reg just because it's the nice thing to do for, for promoter, promoters. But even if you wait to the last day, there's no penalty. So um please come. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Chris, have you done this race before? You know, I've never done the race. I've never seen the race. So it'll be a a whole new experience for for me. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's one I've always kind of put off because uh, just same thing. I never really felt like I would have a shot to to be around in the race. So it'll be a fun one. I think it'll be a good experience. Tyler, did you ever do the race before your first retirement? No, first retirement. No, I did. I did not. Um, so, yeah, bully for me. Yeah, cool. But no, I've I've done it since I come back, and you know, it's it's a it's one of those frustrating races to me because uh, I love it. Right? It's it's the perfect kind of race. It's got a little punchy, and then if you don't come in quite fit or you have a little glimpse of hope during the race, I've come away going, oh, you know, if I just train a little bit differently here. But then you know, it's hard to put down the burritos every day. But uh, so anyway, I'd but we've been doing that for the last three days. <laughs> right? I did not lose the weight. I would, that, the 15 pounds did not come off like I was hoping it would be. Uh, yeah. All right. So I, I would, uh, exp- I would hope everyone can um, come out to the race. Um, like I said, look for us on our Facebook page. We'll give some updates and uh, those prizes. So we should be able to uh, award someone and any, any other last thoughts for the uh, Nevada city classic from either one of you. Anything we're missing? Even if you're not going to race, show up and support the race. The town, obviously the town has to decide to shut down all the streets. If you come into town with your family and friends and watch the race, um, it's really no different to the folks. They think that that is a good thing. Go to the restaurants, check it out. Um, that is why they throw the race. It is put on by the Chamber of Commerce. They, they hope for commerce. So um, that that goes a long way to making sure this race you know, happens year after year. So. You know, last year they had that night, Saturday night, uh, like street sprints. They're not doing that this year. Is that correct? Yeah. So Saturday night, they're not doing the street sprints, but there is a, a brew fest with six breweries. Um, uh, five of them are really, really local and they're great. And the sixth one is Sierra Nevada. So for, I think $30, um, you can get all, all you can taste tastings uh, down at Three Forks Brewing in the parking lot there and there'll be food trucks and food and all sorts of stuff so it should be a cool event there's also a concert going on in Pioneer Park completely unrelated to the race um, Saturday night at 7.30 I don't know it's like a string orchestra so um, 
I, I don't have all the details, but I know that's going on and, and Pioneer Park is a beautiful park. So if you're in town the night before, um, it's a cool place to walk over to and, and check it out. And there's a ton of swimming holes, uh, obviously the Uber Rivers. Uh, a few miles away. <laughs> well, it's going to be hot, Tyler. And I know, but it's down. getting country. Now I'm wondering about this concert in the park. Is it <laughs> how country is it? It's not that. We country. got we got swimming holes and uh, a jug to blow into to make some. Uh, anyway, Grandpa's corn syrup, cough medicine, <laughs> in any event. Yeah. So there's so there's plenty to do. Is what you're there's saying. There's plenty to do. The Nevada City Chamber of Commerce website has a list of things to do for visitors you like know, you. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of. Uh, I know this area. We've done some quite a few rides up here in the toxicity uh, belt of the the weed production. Do they take pot coin for <laughs> your reg fees? Do you know if they do that? They they do not take uh, pot coin unless it's linked to your PayPal account and you can transfer <laughs> through those means. Okay, well maybe there's maybe, maybe I, there might be an option. There is a Bitcoin ATM uh, on the the Broad Street downhill so right. i might have to check into all right uh thanks for tuning in everybody uh, just hang on for a listen to our interview with uh, charlie and um we'll hope to see you at the race thanks thanks thank you charlie please extreme outfitters basketball shop all right so we're up here in nevada city and we were talking to a legend in the town, I imagine, and someone who has a lot of info about the Nevada City Classic. Um, why don't you give us a little... You just were talking to us here um, about the race itself. Give us your history with the race and um, some of the people involved. Well, I moved here in 94, and the race was going strong, but we noticed a decline in the... Um, not in the participation, but as much as the crowds. So uh, Bill Miller, a good friend of mine who's been in the bike business for years and years, uh, selling high-end race bikes and equipment, uh, he approached me, and uh, he had put the bike on or the bike race on back in the 80s. Um, and he knew pretty much the history of the race more than I did. I raced it when I was a junior. Uh, junior would be, you know, I was probably 16, 17 years old. I did it twice. So I knew all about the race, and but he had promoted it, so he knew a lot more. So he wanted to put some uh, new blood in the race and asked me if I would help promote the race. So we did it, I believe, between 94 to 98. We did it for four years. Um, the first year we put on the race, and we decided that we really wanted to build the race up and instead of putting the same race on as it's been over and over we decided that we wanted to make it uh, a little bit larger race so we started a mountain bike race uh the nevacity dirt classic is what we call that in fact um jet low has taken over that race and she's still promoting that and that's going strong um so we did a Mountain bike race, and then Saturday night we went into a, um, the um, uh, what we what did we do there we did. But before before you got and started doing this, it was just a, the one day event. Well, it was it was still two days. Remember that uh, Ron. It was the um, Ron Miller. That's his uh, memorial. It was the Gaslight Memorial. So what happened is, I believe the juniors and I believe some of the women raced after about five o'clock into the 
into the evening, and then we did the rest of the race uh, Sunday. So it was a two-day race. It was uh, basically a Saturday evening, and then Sunday after, I think it started about 12. Um, so now they've condensed it down into one day, and it's it makes it hard to put on, a, I think, as good of a race being condensed into the one day. Uh, originally, uh, Charlie, uh, what was Charlie? Charlie Alert is the one who started the race. And it was always a two-day race, and the whole idea was to bring people up into town. So by making it two days, people would show up Friday, Saturday morning, get a room, buy some food, get some gas, watch a bike race. Um, now it's being that it's one day, it's easy to shoot up in the morning, Bay Area, Reno, wherever you're coming from, and uh, watch the race and, and leave. But it's condensed into one day, so it's kind of it's not like it used to be so being that it was the two days so um so when we did it though we wanted to actually expand on it we wanted to make it more uh, more than two days we did the mountain bike race we did uh at one one year we did a time trial we did a stage race uh so we saw it as something that you just like what they're doing in downeyville you know you're or um one of my boys is off to a race uh, next month, and it's a two-day enduro points race. So with that being said, my wife just booked three days in a, in, in a hotel, and it's going to be a, a nice little vacation for him. So <clears throat> being that it's one day now, you don't really get the same effect. When you had the mountain bike with that, were you getting contingent of mountain bike pros, uh, road pros, and who were some of those people that were showing up? Because you said uh, mid-90s, like 94, 98? Yeah, 95, 94, 95, 96. You know, so we did for four years. Again, can't remember the exact years, but in that time frame. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of people that showed up to do the mountain bike race, and they stayed to watch the road race. So we had pretty, still pretty good crowds. But you know, that was the whole point in us doing is that the crowds were diminishing, and they've continued to diminish. So did you did you get an increase in the crowds with your um, what you were doing then with the the multiple days and see a pump in that, and maybe it's gone down since then. We or? we thought so. We we thought that the crowds were at least stabilized. We didn't see a decrease in attendance. I mean, we still had very large crowds. Um, but one of the other things that we tried to do, which is what happened this year as well, is we experimented. Why does it have to be on Father's Day? Mm. Um, it was going to conflict with. Um, the bluegrass festival that was going on remember the bluegrass festival originally was piggybacking off of this now that event had turned into a week-long event and i think it was taken away from the race and as well as other races were going on the country so we were saying okay let's pick maybe the weekend before the weekend after that didn't conflict with other things going on because a lot of people are are trying to decide between spending time with you know dad and the bike race and not every dad wants to come to see the bike race so you're trying to choose what's the best case scenario to do so by moving it we wanted to keep it in the same time frame week before week after uh what wasn't going on that wouldn't conflict and so we were experimenting at least we weren't saying that we were doing it perfect but we were trying something different to say, okay, crowds are diminishing. Why? Yeah, Confl- conflict of interest. Uh, you know, uh, not the, not as good a quality of a race. What's happening? Another thing is, you know, the the purse. You know, the bigger the purse, uh, the pros show up. 
it costs a lot of money to travel as a team to a race. And if there's not enough money, they're saying, what's the point? How was the purse back then when you were involved with it? I don't remember the, quite the scenarios. Of course, the, the more the people showed up, the more money we could give out. But I, I was saying that we were dividing. I think there the top eight were being paid, and we were probably dividing up about fifteen twenty thousand dollars between them. That's pretty good, and that was mostly community involvement, sponsorships, and sponsorships. Um, we also did uh, raffles. We got bike companies to donate bikes, and what we wanted to do is say, you know, we had, we were offering very expensive bikes as raffles. These weren't, you know, cheap bikes, and you had to be present to win. So, not leave the race early. Buy, you know, a ticket for a dollar. You know, so if you were to win. It, it, it adds some excitement to it also. I can win a $3,000 bike. I'm going to watch the race. We're going to have a great time. So we had climbing wall structures, uh, face painting. We make, try to make it a family event as well as just a bike event. The, it's changed a little bit on the, um, the course itself from the years going all the way down but now it's cutting where the start finishes. How, how did you have it when you were? Um, we, we kept it the same. The original? It, yeah, but, but it, they, through the years, it has, they have tried it that way. So this isn't something new. This okay. is like something different. At least they're trying something different. Yeah. So Do you think it's a good, good deal moving it off of the Father's Day as well? I do, personally. Are you going to show up and watch it this year? I'm going to. Yeah, I think <laughs> I am. So you raced it back then. Did you? You also mentioned just a little bit before that you were involved with the team. And let me know if you need to. Oh, we had the the police officers show up, and then they, it looks like they're on a call. Yeah. Um, you, you were mentioning that you were involved with the team from the Bay Area. Is that what I? Yeah, I used to have a store in the near Stanford, uh, in Menlo Park, and it was Menlo Velo, and hmm. we ran a pretty good team. We had both a men's and a women's race team. So. When was that? Uh, I opened that store in 84 and I sold it in 94 when I moved here. Um, Liz Chapman was one of our racers, mm-hmm. a woman racer. She was one of the first women to race the Women's Tour de France. Um, Sherry Rogers was on our team. We had some very good women. Um, I don't remember all the guys' names. Dominique Anderson, um, he was on the Reebok team. He raced for us. Um, there's uh, Pete Rosser, who lives in Reno now. He's a very good racer. Tommy Thompson. Um, Russell Mead, they both also r- race track. In fact, I have a state uh, champion jersey in here from them. I think uh, from I saw it around the corner. Eighty nine. Yep, yep eighty nine. They won. They did uh, track and Criterion for us. So I see you're, you got some really cool memorabilia up in here. Um, not only the posters, but some old bikes. Uh, that track bike there with wooden rims. Yep, nineteen thirty five. She went Paramount. Uh, rideable. Rideable. Rusty spokes, uh, um, but if I rebuilt them now, I'm sure you could ride them. So, what, any any big memories from the from the Nevada City Classic over the years for you? You know, the the one thing I could say about the race is that it's uh, it's a lot of work, but it's like a lot of things that you put in life. Uh, you work hard and you reap the benefits of uh, putting on a, a good race. I think the problem is, is that it's, you know, with work, people want to be paid and it's never been a, um, something that you should, would do for money. If that's your, your goal, then it's probably the wrong thing to be doing. But if you get enjoyment and satisfaction and, 
and putting on the race. So I think you have to do it for the love. Which it sounds like you did. No, I'll, I'll, I'll put a lot of love into it. Any, any last uh, words for uh, the race this year? You know, I hope people show up. You know, it's, uh, I understand that uh, people are conflicted about, you know, the, the date that it's on. It should be on Father's Day as tradition or the, a week after as it is now. Um, but if you love cycling, whether you're a mountain bike racer or um, BMX racer, it, it doesn't matter. If you love bikes, it's a, it's a great race to come to. And I, think, I believe it's the second uh, largest uh, continuous race in the country now. Yeah, and we'd like to keep that keep Yeah, that moving. absolutely. But, you know, we have to try and, and like anything else out there, if you see that what you're doing isn't working you, you can't do the same thing over and over you got to try and find so as a right. shop owner you're obviously involved in the cycling community as it trends do you, do you see a trend moving away from like the road scene that we have here because I, I know gravel's a big deal right now right. what do you and now you're secluded up here i wouldn't say secluded maybe but in uh, nevada <laughs> city but it's a different different atmosphere Absolutely. Um, but what do you see just in your area um as far as trending well, we have a great road riding area, but, you know, we don't have a great shoulder. So yeah. uh, you're going to always be battling with the cars out there. I'm, when I was racing, I grew up in the Bay Area, and we used to climb the Skyline Ridge out to the coast. Not great shoulders there either, but we didn't have people uh, texting all the time as yeah. well. So it's it's the world's a different place now. People are getting fast food and eating their burger while they're on the way to work they're texting uh putting on their makeup all kinds of things so it's it, it's a little bit you know different world out there i w- wish we could have more shoulders to the road that yeah. would be a great solution um you, you see places like tahoe that have worked hard on the recreation not not just the snow part of it now the, you know the biking out there the rafting down the trekkie it's a great recreational area, and as you go up there, there's all kinds of things to do. Before, it was built just for skiing, but we've raced, my boys have raced uh, for years and years, mountain bikes, and we've gone to a lot of different states, and you take Colorado, for example, most of their ski resorts have turned into mountain bike parks as yeah. well, and as we talked to some of them, said before the, the biking community came along during the summer, what did you do? And they said, we nothing to do. We closed. Now the race was going on, uh, the the week of the recreation was going on, and they were busy, very, very busy, and they were very appreciative of it. So I think that some people just think that spending the money to build roads is not, um, or a shoulder for the road is not money well spent. And for me, I think it's money well spent. You, more people can commute if that's your thing uh, for a business. Uh, a destination for tourism people can come up and ride their bikes and feel a little bit safer and they're going to spend money they're going to buy that pizza they're going to get gas in the car they're going to get that bed and breakfast just like we've seen in colorado and what they're doing in lake tahoe i think we can piggyback off of what their success is and do the same but that's me that's what i think well i appreciate your time today and also appreciate your involvement in the race over the years it's helped you know keep it going and um Hope to see you out there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.